0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Do you want to elevate your mind? Do you want to shift your life? Well, sit back and relax. It's time for another episode of The Shift with Skip. Get ready to roll. <laughs> hey, get ready to roll, everyone. It is The Shift with Skip, and I am Skip Jennings, your transformational coach. Right here for the next 45 minutes, we are transforming our lives. We are doing the shift. Uh, It's a little dance I like to call transformation, the shift. And sometimes shift hits the fan. And when it does, what are you doing to shift out of it? All right, so welcome. I'm so happy to be here. A couple things really quickly before we get jumping into our conversation, which is going to be a great one today, I guarantee it. Um, We are giving you a little journaling exercise, and the little journaling exercise is about how do you feel better in your life? What do you do to feel great? And what is your go-to when things are hitting the fan? What do you do to shift? Um, We have to recognize what works for us and what doesn't work for us, and it is a personal journey. So on your personal journey, what do you do to help yourself feel better? I need you to journal about that, and drop me a line at The Shift with Skip on Facebook, and you can post, and you can hit me up directly through an email and let me know what's going on with your life, and um, I just love to be a part of that. i love to be your coach, if I can, to help you to have your own personal shift. Um, guys, you can always go to my website, skipjennings.com. And you can hear all the past episodes of The Shift. We have great guests. We have Marianne Williamson. Um, last week we had a great talk about feeling better. And we're, we're in this place about succeeding right now and moving into our greatest yet-to-be-seen way of life. And um, we've had some great people on our show, like Bill Robertson, who's a great writer here here in, um, in, in, in L.A. He's working on a great Play, so you can listen to what he's doing. We've had comics. We have had people from all walks of life talking about their own personal shifts. So I want you to catch the online demand at skipjennings.com slash the shift. Also, I am so excited that in May, we are releasing the, the cares transformational life course. It is a 10 week life course for you to shift your life, and you can do this online. So we're going to give you information about how to shift your mind, your body, and your spirit. We're giving you a weekly DVD or a weekly, excuse me, a weekly uh, video that is what I call Universal Insights, and I will guide you through 10 to 15 minutes of the different things you can do for that week to, to help you to shift. And then we are also giving you guided meditations. So every week we're going to be doing a guided meditation with you, and you'll have access to all four of my DVDs at home. And um, we're going to give you journaling exercises. We're going to give you physical fitness exercises for you to have a whole holistic shift in your life. Again, that is called the CARES Transformational Life Course, and it's being released in May. But I want to offer you a special gift, that if you purchase the SHIFT, the CARES uh, Life Course, you can get the very first week for free. In fact, if you're listening to this show right now, you get the very first week for free. So all that information is coming down the line. You'll see it on my website, skipshittings.com. And the price is 197 For 10 weeks, you get a lot of stuff for $197. And um, it's going to be a great journey. I want to take it with you for those 10 weeks. So look out for more information. And the Lotus Kitchen is coming out in July we have announced that the Lotus Kitchen, your vegan vegetarian cookbook to empower your yoga practices is coming out at the end of July. So get ready for that. Well, that's enough announcements for me. And it's time to talk about feeling great. We have author Kelly Johnson online with us today, and she's going to give us some insight about her new book called Feeling Great. And she's written this with two other authors, and I have a lot of questions for her. So, right now, I want to welcome Kelly online. Thank you so much for being here. Hi,
0: Kelly. Hey, it's great to be with you. Thank you, Skip.
1: You're so welcome. And you are calling from sunny Florida.
0: I am. I'm fortunate enough to live um, right by the coast in in Florida and uh, enjoying the weather.
1: And when you're looking out of your window right now, what are you seeing?
0: Oh, well, I don't live exactly on the beach, but I'm very close. So I see trees, and just beyond the trees, I can see the ocean.
1: Oh, that is so awesome. I love nature. Nature is the way that I think that the universe shows up for me and God shows up for me, and it's just inspiring, and it gets me excited about life. So yay for nature. Yay for nature. <laughs> it's inspiring. Welcome to the ship. Inspiring. So welcome to the ship. And you have a new book out called Feeling Great.
0: Tell us a little bit about Feeling Great. Um, feeling Great is a collaboration really between three very different people. Daddy Janki, mm-hmm. who is a part of the Brahma Kumari's organization. Peter Begzo, who is um, a businessman, entrepreneur, and actually he is a pioneer in uh, the self-help genre. And me, who actually worked at his publishing company for about 20 years and um, have been selling and marketing other people's books for many years. And you guys
1: helped launch Chicken Soup for the Soul, am I right?
0: We did. Um, as a publishing company, we were the first ones, and we um, we launched it, and we published it for, boy, I would say so 15 years before the, uh, the brand yeah. was, was sold, but yes. Yeah
1: so when you when you see something like Chicken Soup for the Soul," can you see the vision of how much that
0: series would shift the planet? Oh boy, yes, I mean that Chicken Soup for the Soul was really a phenomenon you know when you think of um a book or a series of books selling like over eighty five million books, how many lives you know that they have touched? And think about everyone who gets the book, who reads it, loves it, passes it on. You know, there's no telling how many people have actually read them and benefited from them, but we know a lot of people have because, you know, they've written us and they've emailed us and just come up to us at different places and said what, you know, what the series has meant to them. I think,
1: if, and I'm, looking, I'm going back in my own mind, but I'm pretty sure Chicken Soup for the Soul was my first transformational book. And I say transformation because there were some incredible points in that book that helped me to not just change how I was living, but really transform what life meant for me. And I think the next book after that was uh, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. So these books have always been a part of of my life. And and thank you for, for your commitment to publishing books and helping people to live their very best life. And I appreciate that, Kelly. Thank you. It's a pleasure to
0: be able to do that.
1: And now you are the author. What does it feel like? You're, you're writing now, so what does it feel like?
0: Well, it's sort of it's an interesting feeling because working in that industry for so long and, of course, reading tons of books, not just ones you published, but I've always been a big reader, you know, I've always thought that, you know, at some point in my life I would I would write, But, you know, when you read all of those self-help books and spirituality books and all that, you you know, you read them and say, well, what else is there to say? You know, what would I write about? There are people who have written amazing books. Like you said, Marianne Williamson. I'm like, you know, odd to be on your show after she has been on last week. It's a little unworthy. But, you know, you just think at one point everything has been said. But then you realize people say things in a different way. And people like Marianne Williamson can come up with an amazing story, um, you know, some amazing words of hope for people, and yeah, it is different, though.
1: You know, the great thing about that, what you were saying, and and one of the things that has inspired me is that I've heard a lot of um, different ideas about how to transform your life, and I I presented in different ways. The great thing is about the books that, that I've read, sometimes they're saying the same thing, but they're delivering it in a different way feeling great. Let's hear how are you delivering this idea of how we can feel great?
0: Well, I would say maybe the the, the one thing that makes it different from some of the other books is really the approach. And I think it goes mm. back to the authors being so different. You know, Daddy Jackie comes from more of a Hindu background, and right. she has been a, um, you know, world peace leader for many years. She's 99. In January, she just Mm. turned 99. And, um, you know, uh, Peter, he's, I I call him, you know, one of the original tree hubbers. Um, You know, he's just (laughs) always loved nature, people um, always been involved in the recovery and and self-help movement. And then, you know, me, I come from, I mean, I'm a preacher's kid, you know, so I came from a, a very, you know, Fundamental Christian background, so our approaches are so different. Yet we find such commonality, and that—that that, I think that makes the book different.
1: So, what is the essence of of of, of feeling great?
0: Well, if the essence of feeling great, right, I think, you know, you might people might answer it differently because there's just there's so much in, it and depending on you know what we walk away with, and sometimes what we walk away with is what we what we need most at the time. So but you know, I would say to me, maybe like the both, the most basic message is that we need to learn respect and we need mm. to lose our attachment to our ego and operate from a place of love in order to achieve happiness. Um, you know, and, and I love the name of your show, The Shift, because Mm. It sounds like something simple, you know, make a shift. But even little shift sometimes can be really difficult. And on the back of the book, there's a quote by Daddy Janky, to feel good, positively great, I must realize that I need to change because a better way of life is in my hands. That's a shift, you know, and that's, um, yeah, absolutely. that's, that's great. Absolutely.
1: So, you know, one of the things that, and I'm dealing in my own life, and I think there is, an alarming amount of people dealing with issues around money, abundance, prosperity, plentitude. How can we feel great when it's right in front of us, like the bills and the rent that has to be paid and, and the car notes and sending your kids to college? And we are always seem to be spiraling around this issue around money in this world. How can we feel great when we're going through stuff like that?
0: You know, that is a difficult thing to do. I mean, I'm not going to candy coat anything and say, you know, read this book and you're going to walk away being, you know, right. eternally happy. Um, because it is something that we constantly have to, to work at. And we have to remember that feeling great, you know, isn't about um, feeling euphoric or, you know, um, elated all the time. It's really a, a grounded feeling that allows us to build on it becomes a foundation for us so when these other situations happen and they will um, we can approach them maybe from a different perspective or we can Mm. approach them for a more from a more calm perspective which allows us i think to deal with them better and make better decisions
1: but you know that, that was
0: one thing i struggled with too you know sometimes you feel that Boy, for me to feel great with all that's going on in the world and all the real problems that are out there, I almost feel guilty at times. You know, so it, it, it plays into what you, you just said. You know, When you have these real situations in front of you and money problems, how do you approach it and feel great? That's important. One of the things I love what you
1: said, you have three, you know, three pillars of, of feeling great, which is enthusiasm, optimist, optimism, and contentment. And those are the three things I, I strive to do. I strive to present through this radio show or when I'm out teaching yoga or even when I'm in the grocery store to feel and to give enthusiasm and optimism. Um, one of the things that I, I'm dealing and I, and I feel it so often is when I'm around other people who do not share optimism, what are some of the things I can do to block myself from taking on that energy and stay optimistic in my own life?
0: Well, there are a few things you can do. Um, You know, there's one place that I differ, I think, with um, a lot of people or maybe the the prevailing idea out there that you have to totally block yourself off from the negative things. Sometimes those negative things come to us because we're meant to help change that or make a difference. Mm. And if we run from it, we're unable to, to affect that change. And the more we practice and become comfortable with ourselves, the more we are able to to do that. And but the, so the trick is not to let them bring us down, but for us that's to help bring them point. up to where we are. So there's a balance. Kelly, that's my point.
1: That's my point there, that instead of um, taking on their energy, and I guess the word block might not have been the best word, but taking on the energy, um, because I, have you know, dealing with clients who always talks, you know, they, they're constantly saying, this person has influenced how I felt. Or this person has shifted my my vibration. And I guess that's what I'm looking for is how do we proceed in our life without shifting and, and, and going down to the level of the lack of limitation, the doubt, the fear, the worry that is constantly that we're dealing with.
0: Well, part of that comes from the ability to control ourselves, to control our emotions. And you know, there's a lot of facets to that, you know, from um, learning to be truly honest and authentic. And there's, there's a lot of, of influence. But I think that comes down to uh, a big part of it really is, is control. We often yep. let other things control us and other people control us whether we let them um, control our ideas or, you know, our the way we go about our daily lives. We really have to learn who we are and value who we are and be very careful about the influences that we allow to control us because, you know, if we let them control us, we're out of control. And um, we don't right. have a handle on um, really being positive ourselves and moving forward.
1: Mm, that uh, Wow, that's pretty awesome. Um, the word enthusiasm really means to be enthused or, or with God, um, uh, being excited, enthusiasm, having that energy, optimism, always looking um, towards a positive. What is commit, being contentment or being in contentment? What does that mean to you?
0: I would say, you know, if someone asked me what the, what was the most important of those three pillars to me, I would have to say commi- uh, contentment. Um, and it, like I said before, it could be because that was the most elusive for me, the most difficult, um, you know, at, at a time, a very important time in my life. And so, you know, maybe I look at contentment as being um, the key, um, you know, for all three of those pillars. And I think when you can learn to be content, and that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're learning you know not to um need other things or want other things or, or you know um you know um progress. It just means that you are comfortable with who you are and with what you have to the point that you're not craving more and other things. You know, and when you can do that I think you can achieve all those other things so much more easily because you're you're okay with with where you're at and you're you're not um you know your your heart's not focused on something different and always running after something else,
1: but if you don't like how your life is, would you not say that we must do the work to shift our life, and how do we be? Contented in that? How do we have, you know, that energy of it's okay? I like how I am, but I need to shift. How do how do we work around that? To me, it seems a little bit challenging. That's why I'm I'm glad we're talking about this because it's elusive to me as well.
0: Um, you know, I think that contentment doesn't mean that you're necessarily satisfied with okay. you know with, with everything that's going on but I think it gives you a place to work from where you can go after the things that you you need or you can um, implement the changes that you know that you Mm. need um, in your life. Um, You know, I think that without some basic contentment, it's difficult to be truly enthusiastic and optimistic. Um, I just, for me contentment was was the most important thing. And that is really learning who your authentic self is. And that's where your contentment comes from. It's not being content with external things. It's really being content with knowing who you are, knowing your value in God's eyes, and not letting other things um, or outside influences change that. You can make those sh- shifts so much more easily I think when you understand who your authentic self is, you're understanding um, where you're, you know, where you're lacking and where, where you need to improve.
1: You know, that, that was a real big tweetable moment. You said earlier there, you cannot have enthusiasm and optimism unless you have contentment and that's a tweetable moment. And I agree 100%. I had never heard it like that before. And I'm glad you said it on this show because I'm going to go to contentment first
0: <laughs> and
1: then optimism and then enthusiasm. I I love, I love that. I got to ask you, why do we stop feeling great? I'm sorry. Could you ask me that again? I, yeah, Sure. I was saying, why do we stop feeling great? Like I, I'm feeling great right now wow. having this conversation with you, but you know, I could I can easily forget and go back to not feeling so great. What's, Why do we stop feeling great? What are those things that that stop us from and that drains us from living a full life?
0: Well, that's, you know, we address those what we call sticking points uh, throughout the book. There are a number of things that that happen um, as we go through life that we lose sight of our ability to feel great and sometimes just completely lose it. And I'm sure Mm. you as, as well as I know people that are like that. They just seem to have totally lost their ability to feel great and they're always miserable. Um, you know, there are, there are a couple of things that contribute to that. Um, I think one of, and one of them is, is always giving excuses for things like I don't have time to meditate, concentrate on myself, um, there's just no time in the day. I'm busy, I have kids to take care of, I, my job is demanding. There's no time that I think is really not true. I think everyone can make time even if it 's five minutes twice a day. so um I would say that is a type of excuse that has become a, a sticking point for us that is gets in the way of our feeling great, um, and that also prohibits us from being able to settle down and when you can 't settle down um. Mentally, you know your mind is your thoughts are going around in circles and and there's um it's really hard to sit still and think, we don't make good decisions, <clears throat> and that becomes a problem um for you know feeling great um and um I would say also, one of the big reasons is ego. We don't realize it sometimes how much ego plays a part in what we do, what we say. Um, but it does, and I think it develops from childhood, where, you know, when we're children and we want something and our moms want to make sure that we're happy so they give it to us. And, you know, it develops from there. And the media, of course, is terrible with this. They're always telling us, you deserve this and you deserve that. Right. And um, so, you know, it just builds our ego. And that is a huge, huge stumbling block to feeling great. You know,
1: you're talking about the media. I was just in Dallas, uh, Texas, over the weekend doing a workshop for a company I work for. And, um, I, I, you know, before I do an all-day workshop, I never sleep the night before. It just – I have an uneasy sleep. So I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and the worst thing I could have done – well, not the worst thing because they brought a lot of enli- 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 en- enlightenment to my life for that day. I turned on the TV – And every other station was, shift your body in 21 days. You know, look better here. Get into your skinny jeans. Uh, Do this, do that. You got to lift this weight. It was channel after channel after channel on how to shift. The internal, you're talking about shifting internally, aren't you?
0: Absolutely, we're talking about shifting internally. Um, And when we can control those types of bad messages and outside influences, um, we're much more able to make the shifts that we need to make to improve yeah. ourselves. And it, you know what? It doesn't happen in 21 days. You can't achieve yeah. this in seven days. I mean, if you can, I'd like to meet you. But it took yeah. many years to get into this mess. It takes practice, right. and you got to do the work to get out of it. But, but it is so rewarding once you start applying these.
1: You know, it's 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 you're so right on. It takes more than 21 days to shift your life, and I'm in the process of doing the meditation with Deepak Chopra right now on abundance, and it's just something my spirit was calling me back to. And and one of the, one of the things that I, I realized that this practice of abundance is going to take more uh, of a practice than the practice I put in into my lack of limitation. It's easy for me to go back to lack of limitation and what I don't have, but that practice of knowing your abundance, it takes that spiritual strength. Oh, man. And um, I just, you know, I'm excited to be on this journey with you. And you also talk about the harmony and honesty and friendship, peace, and silence. Okay, so tell us a little bit about each of those in, in your book for Feeling great.
0: Okay, well, let's take harmony, uh, why harmony Yay! Is- <laughs> harmony. Yay, <laughs> why- I love harmony. <laughs> Other than enjoying good harmony in music, right? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we take the time and pay attention, we will realize that often what we say and what we do and what we're feeling, they... Are not in harmony. They, mm. um, you know, uh, and often that happens. And again, sometimes we don't even realize it. It's not that it's intentional, but um, we get into these bad habits, and they become habits. So we do them sort of um, unconsciously or subconsciously. Um, yes. And uh, I, I think that that's a big problem um, that we all. And the only ones that can really address that and and um, understand. The depth of it is ourselves because only, mm-hmm. you know, it's only us that can be truly honest with ourselves. So until we're not really <clears throat> honest with our feelings, um, you know, our what we do and what we say is still going to be a bit out of whack. So we really have to start with those feelings. And then listen to the things that we say sometimes. And if something feels a little odd, take that step back and say, hmm, did I really need to say that? Was that really what I meant to say? Mm. Could I have said something a little bit better? You know, so we have to be conscious of these things and what we do also. You know, sometimes we think, oh, you know, these people know who I am and they know that I'm a spiritual person or whatever, and, you know, yet uh, we'll do something that's that's selfish. Um, And we think, oh, I have this enlightenment and all, you know, um, and we don't see it necessarily as, selfishness but honestly sometimes you know it is and um, we have to be really conscious of you know our actions and um, the words we say and what we're feeling so that's really um, that's harmony quickly uh, of course there's okay. a lot more than that but that's sort of um you know just a synopsis honesty I think <clears throat> honesty comes back to um, being able to identify our authentic self we tend mm. to give excuses a lot um, or we tend to sometimes fudge our answers um, and we're not truly honest um, but we have to be honest with ourselves in order to really be honest with anyone else or have a truly honest relationship and I think until we've experienced a truly honest relationship and that could be you know well friend, a family member, whatever, Um, you know, this is going to elude us also, but that that basic honesty needs to be practiced, and then it can be enjoyed in relationships, and plus with
1: ourselves,
0: basic personal
1: honesty. In my experience of, of, of helping clients to get honest, may it be, you know, as a spiritual counselor, we talk about honesty all the time, Um, Even in the physical training that I do as a personal trainer, I tell people to get honest. And one of the biggest things I find that people do are not willing to get honest because they don't want to see what might appear to be a failure. Um, In that place of honesty with themselves, you know, being honest with I'm not happy or being honest with I'm not eating the food that I need to eat. And, yes, I am cheating on the days I'm telling you I'm not cheating. Um, and, and failure is a big part of, of – of, I believe that there are no failures, but I believe that the reason people don't want to get honest is because they don't want to face what needs to shift. Would you say that you're finding that in your own experience of meeting people and talking about honesty?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've found it with myself. Uh, definitely. Mm. It's it's hard sometimes to be honest that or to be that honest with ourselves but you know, unless we can be that honest, how in the world are we going to change? How are we going to make right. that shift? If we're you know, if yep. we can't, you know, call a spade a spade and learn from it, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you can't heal until you can identify what the problem is.
1: Right, right. Tell us a
0: little about friendship. A lot of people we call friends.
1: I I, I can. I'm sorry. Can you say that oh, again? Sure, I, said, I said, would you talk a little bit about friendship? We have a lot of people we call friends. And how does friendship play into feeling great?
0: Oh, friendship is, is so important. You know, that old saying, no man is in the island is so true. And, and sometimes we don't want to believe that. And we try you know, to live like that and seclude um, ourselves or at least our heart, um, you mm. know, protect ourselves. But, you know, all around this are, are relationships, um, you know, whether they're very casual relationships or more intimate relationships. Relationships probably affect our lives more than anything. And we can allow those, uh, those relationships to affect us positively or negatively. Here again comes back to control, that we really have to control what we allow to influence us. We have to be able to control our own thoughts in order to, be a good partner in a relationship, whatever the type of relationship is. But right. we need relationships. We need people. Um, you know, secluding ourselves, how in the world would we ever grow and, and ever be really fulfilled if we didn't have even casual relationships? Um, mm. We need each other.
1: We do. We we do. I go to a place called the Agape International Spiritual Center in Culver City, and um one of the greatest things I do when I go on campus and I and I show up on campus, I'm always amazed of how much love and friendship and fellowship that happens in that one space on a Sunday or a Wednesday night or maybe a Saturday afternoon at a practitioner's meeting. I, I I'm just amazed how much fellowship and friendship plays in my life. Well,
0: I agree and we feed off of that. That's fuels the flame. Um, You know, without that, without the inspiration from others and being part of something like that, um, you know, one, we're certainly not any help to anyone else, and we're not that much good to ourselves either. We need that. Um, Plus, like he said, when we're in that kind of a situation, what a great feeling it is to to feel the, you know, the positive vibrations from other people and, and feel that love. Hey, we all need love. And you're
1: speaking that word, and I need to ask you, how does love play a big part of Feelings rage, And you talk about it in your book, it underlines a lot of, of how we feel. And um, so talk a little bit about love.
0: Sure. You know, talking about love, I'm going to uh, just sort of give it a little bit. You know, the cover of the book, we, of course, thought a lot about uh, the cover as we did the, the content. And um, on the cover of the book, in the bottom right-hand corner, there's like this um, gold medallion. And it's, right. um, and th- we put that there for a reason. Um, we believe, I believe that inside of everyone, there is a treasure. Everyone is looking for this treasure, that we want to identify and find this treasure within us. And sometimes people get discouraged and they don't see it. They don't see themselves as, as a treasure or they don't feel that um, that they are a treasure or that is within them. But everyone is a treasure. And I think that if we can find that treasure within ourselves, which is truly love, then we can share it. And, you know, we can give that off to other people too. We can share that love and help them find their treasure um but you know love is the basis of everything love helps us get rid of ego and it helps us find humility and um you know it helps us to be great friends it helps us to be concerned with what's going on in the world um i think without you know learning who we are finding that treasure which is love and sharing it i i don't know if there's any hope for us (laughs) (laughs) well
1: said well said well said what was your biggest i this is on my heart to ask you this question so i'm going to ask it what was your biggest takeaway with working with peter and daddy what was your biggest takeaway from working with two people who are so different from you that appears to be different but it seems like you guys have found that common ground to write this beautiful book, feeling great. But what was your biggest takeaway?
0: Oh man, where would I start with that? First of all, you know, (laughs) just to be able to, (laughs) just be able to work with daddy, Jen, was like, I mean, it's almost like a miracle, you know, her being 99 years old and, Mm -hmm. you know, thank God she's still with us and she still sends messages from her, her home in India. And, um, You know, she has done so much. Her uh, the Brahma Kumari World um, Spiritual Organization is in fifty countries, and there are Mm. uh, there in a number of uh, cities in the U.S. also. So she has been a part of, you know, sharing her message of peace and love for a long, long time. She is truly a light. You know, one of the true lights of, of the world. So to be able to do anything with her and the Brahma Kumaris is just, um, you know, it, it's such a, I, I don't even know where to start. It's just, I, I find myself just so much gratitude and awe. Um, mm. You know, the publishing company, HGI, we've published a number of Brahma Kamari books before. And every year in um, Frankfurt, Germany, there is the international book there. So um, I got to meet a lot of them from different parts of the world. And, you know, they're just such beautiful, gentle people. Um, And, you know, I got to meet a lot of them also, you know, with with Peter, uh, who would be there and, you know, talk about different publishing projects and all. And, you know, Peter, being a businessman and, as I say, you know, one of the original um, tree huggers, it was just (laughs) such an honor almost to be in that situation and um, be a part of dialogue between them. And, um, you know, Peter started out years ago from Canada when he first came to the United States producing pamphlets, and material for the recovery um, field. And he has been in recovery, you know, all these years. Um, he's got a conference division and also um, a magazine for um, addiction counselors. So we've been involved in that in a long time also. So, you know, just him being that type of a pioneer and being able to, be a part of this. And when he asked me to do it, I was just like, I was just bored. I was like, me? Are you kidding? Yes. <laughs> so.
1: I love that. <laughs> and why not you? Why not you? You two are right? a light. You are light. And I am just so grateful to have had this time to talk with you. Um, before we close down the show, though, I always ask the guests this one question. What does the shift Mean for you, and you've answered it so many times already, but let's let's do it again. What does this shift mean for you?
0: This shift means for me that I can always do better, I can always progress, and every day, there are opportunities to shift, and I need to keep my yeah. eyes open and find them. <laughs>
1: I love it. That is so awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So what can I do? I mean, is it possible for one question, and I'm going to follow up with another question, is it possible to feel great all the time, and what can I do to feel great all the time if it is possible?
0: You know, it's possible to feel great all the time as long as we keep, you know, feeling great in perspective. What that is, that feeling great is a confidence within ourselves in who we are, and realizing our value at all times. That actually allows us to um, uh, not be shifted all the time or blown around by, you know, the seas when, you know, when uh, the waves come and they will, but um, it allows us really to weather those storms better and to um, just to, to overcome them and to deal with them, to make good decisions, and to come out better and stronger. But um, that foundation of of feeling great, not, you know, feeling euphoric, but feeling great in who we are and comfortable with who we are is just all important. And I would say one of the most important things to doing that is I'm going to get back to, to rushing because we all are rushed. So often, the busyness in this world has just uh, got us wrapped up, but everyone can take at least a minute, an hour, or five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening to settle down, to meditate, and, mm-hmm. you know, to to get inside of ourselves and, um, you know, and connect with God. That's, that's really, really important, and no excuses that there's not enough time.
1: Right, you know what? I find that when I don't do it, I'm just so off-centered, and when I do it, I'm just so grateful I did do it because it just puts everything in alignment. Prayer, meditation, the spiritual practices, taking time, being outside in your backyard, breathing through the grass, or or whatever, being in, in nature is so important, and it's just the, the what what our spirit is longing for. Um if I could ask you one question and this is the big question what is your what is spirit what is spirit what is the soul what is that energy that I believe that feeling great comes from and there's a deep connection within us uh what is that what do you call that for you in your own practice
0: You know it's funny I was sort of um mulling this over the other day sort of the same thing and Um, sort of in in more of a a Christian context, I was thinking to myself, well, what really is the Holy Spirit? Is this a feeling? Mm. Is it, you know, like a real um, person or, you know, what is this? I don't want to just reduce it to a feeling because sometimes feelings, you know, sometimes they're up, they're down, you know, you can't count on our feelings. And it's sort of the same thing. I was thinking too about, you know, who we are, our soul. Is our soul just a feeling? Like, This is our innermost feeling, or is it something that's even uh, more real than that and can almost, you know, feel dormant sometimes when we're not um, nourishing it? And, um, you know, I I just believe that we all have them, and sometimes we, you know, we we squash them and we, you know, we press them down instead of... um, Uh, you know, coming to terms or at least learning who our spirit, learning who we are. I think that's just our innermost um, being is truly our spirit, um, our soul. Mm. That's what we love from. And, Mm. you know, unfortunately, I think that's unfortunately what some people, you know, um, the negative feelings um, might arise from. But it's so important to to just connect with our, our spirit, our deepest part, the deepest part of us, and I don't think you can do that without some silence and without some honesty. And boy, yes. what a feeling when you finally do connect with you know who you really are.
1: I, I love your answer. One of the things you just said another tweetable moment. Um, you know, the soul is where we love from, and and I will always remember that. And that has shifted me today. I love from my soul. Thank you so much for. For being a part of our show, where can people find the book? Where can people find you and your publishing company? Because I know a lot of our listeners, they are, are they're writing books and they're getting their messages out there. But where can people find you and connect with you and find the book?
0: Oh uh, well, you can um, you can find me at feelinggreat.com, and mm. you can find the book in ebook or print on Amazon and um, Barnes and Noble and you know, other bookstores. And um, HCI, you know, you can go to hcibooks.com, and, of course, you can find Feeling Great there, and a lot of really great books on self-help and nonfiction from parenting and yoga and, um, oh, you know, health and fitness, <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff. So that's HCI communica- uh, it's hci.com, and the book is on Feeling feelinggreat.com. <laughs>
1: And you guys are on Facebook and Twitter and all that. We can follow you. Do you tweet?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love This is why multimedia. we're so busy.
0: <laughs>
1: I know. This is why we're so busy. I agree. Yeah. We need to slow down, stop rushing. And um, I had to slow down before I got on the show and say a little prayer. And technology worked. Thank you so much, Kelly. I, I look forward to talking to you offline about a couple of things that I'm doing. And um, you have just been a blessing in in my life. So thank you so much for coming on for this short little time and this connection. But I know it's going to expand. So thank you, Kelly. Good luck with the book. All right, you so guys, much. remember, be the yeah. shift that you want to see in your own life don't forget to come to skipjennings.com find out more information about all the things that we're doing to help you to have your own personal ship and you guys until next time thank you so much hey, and drop us a letter let us know what's going on in your life and um I look forward to being with you next Wednesday peace and blessings talk to you soon